Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Joe Vitale joins us here on 101 ESPN as he does every single Friday morning. And it's one of the highlights of the week because Joey is such a fun and engaging guy. He's always smiling, always happy. And Joey, I just want to say that I look forward to this every single Friday. How are you doing this morning? Randy, hey, I, I feel the same way with you three. You guys do a, a heck of a job, and it's an honor to, uh, to join such a great show. Every Friday morning, one of my favorite days of the week with some great people. I'm doing good. I want to start with this, and, and you played with greats. You played with Malkin and Crosby. But I want to comp, and it might be unfair, but I said this earlier. In my 50-plus years of watching Blues hockey, I don't think they've had a player that could take the team on their back like Ryan O'Reilly does at both ends of the ice with the leadership ability, with the skating ability, with his uh, willingness to get involved with the physical aspect of play. As far as stacking up with other guys how does ryan riley fit uh, ryan o'reilly fit in i i thought i think for the last week he's kind of carried this club on his back you know i think about my time in pittsburgh when i'm coming up in the minors and for a young player when you get to the big club every player has that one player in every organization they're really looking forward to shaking hands with right and for me obviously it was Sidney crosby You know, we got drafted the same year. I spent, you know, four or five years there in the minors before, you know, he was up there a long time winning some cups. But I remember my first camp and meeting him. Of course, you know, the the impression he made on me right away. Well, I mean, the first impression actually was in the shower. I couldn't believe how big his legs were. That that really stunned Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, two legs. There's only two. Yeah, for sure. But, um. The, the the width, the thighs were the size of my torso. You want to talk about, boy, good call there, Randy. I almost got tripped up bad. Um, the size of his legs, I want to make sure we, we, uh, we, we keep that on track. The size of his legs um, are, were, were, were just massive. I mean, it, it really catches you. It really catches you off guard by, by the width, the mass, and, like, the circumference of his thighs and, and, how, uh, and how that kind of was functioning. So that was number one. That was my first impression. But then shaking hands with him. That, that, to me, was a big moment because in the organization you're up and coming in, for young players, you always want, there's always one guy you want to you meet and you want to have be in, be in that room with, be in that presence with, right? For the St. Louis Blues team, and why, why I bring this up, if you're a Blues prospect, if you're Clem Costin, even though you know, he's already kind of been associated with Ryan O'Reilly, but if you're a draft pick this year or next year, right away you start thinking about who am I excited to meet? And without question, it's going to be Ryan O'Reilly. And it's because of the impact he has made on this team on the ice off the ice and and what's the most impressive thing about ryan we get ryan from buffalo ryan ryan's a shutdown guy he's a shutdown centerman that goes out there against other teams best and he shuts them down right what's actually we're starting to see evolve in ryan's game he's not only becoming a shutdown bergeron type he he's becoming like an offensive threat as well so there's this whole other level 
to Ryan that I don't even know if Doug Armstrong anticipated when he made that trade a couple of years ago, bringing him here to St. Louis. Cause you look at the points he's got and you look at what, what responsibility he has to shut down the other team's top lines every single night, but to continue to do it offensively and not only offensively, but in a timely way, I mean, back-to-back overtime wins from against Minnesota wild and overtime, the way he's done it. He just continues to impress. He's a player every single year. If you look at the whole stretch of the season, how many bad games did Ryan O'Reilly have? You guys, you can't count more than on one hand. Wow. You're absolutely right. In addition to leaders like Ryan O'Reilly, putting the team on their back. It seems, Joey, like the young guys, Sammy Blay, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, they're coming alive at the right time, too. Yes, they are, and they needed it, too, because, you know, we were talking on the broadcast a few games ago, you know, as Ryan O'Reilly kind of put that team on his shoulders as it being down 2 nothing, Colorado Avalanche in that game. And to me, to me, it was a big moment in the season. Uh, I mean, you know, and I even said on the broadcast when they won that game, I go, if the Blues make the playoffs, this could be a huge moment. The Blues, if, if you don't recall, were down 2 nothing early in that game. They took an early penalty. Uh, within four minutes, they're down 2 nothing. It's one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. And you're thinking this is going to be a huge blowout. But then Ryan O'Reilly scores the next two goals to tie it. And, of course, Barbashev scores it in that first period. And they actually run away with the win there. And then they've not done nothing but one since that moment. So a huge moment for Ryan O'Reilly. But then even when we said that, you know, a couple of games go by and they were down, down in the dumps a little bit in the Minnesota game. Things weren't really going well in the second period. And, and I said it, and this is the truth on that bench. You, you, you just can't have Ryan going. You, you just can't lean on your captain every single night. At some point, you have to start relying on your depth. You have to rely on that bottom six forward group for someone to step up and be productive and, and take it to the offensive zone, make a dent and make an impact on the game and score a goal. Now, ever since you said that, you know, then you look at Robert Thomas's line and what this line has done. You know, this is what Craig Berube has trying to find all year long. This is where the Blues can be extremely valuable. Having a solid, offensively productive third line. It's something he hasn't had all year because of all the injuries. He's starting to find that chemistry with Thomas, Cairo, and Hoffman. Why is that important? Because you know the Shen Bozak and O'Reilly top six, they're going to be handling the other team's top lines. Let's just say, for example, we're, we, we face Vegas in this first round. You know that Ryan O'Reilly is going to be out there against Pacioretty. You know they're going to be out there against the Stones. Shen and Bozak, those guys are going to be out there, especially on the road where you can't get the matchups you want. So you know if you're going to be going out there against the other team's best. Offensively, it may just not be there some nights. So who has to score? It's got to be your third line. You have to have that depth third line, and that's what we're starting to see as you bring it up, Michelle. Sammy Blay got a goal last night. Robert Thomas, Kyrie, and Hoffman have been in an elite line that is creating stuff. You have speed of Kyrie, creativity of Thomas, and a lethal shot of Hoffman that is really kind of coming together for this third line, and they've made a huge difference in the last two games. Hey, Joey, uh, great to hear your voice as always. You were the 195th pick in 2005, and we're, we're talking about the NFL draft, and we see the emotions of families and that kind of thing. And every sport is different how they do a draft, uh, and they try to build it up as much as they can. It's really kind of a two-part thing. I, when I'm doing a baseball game and a guy gets called up to the major leagues, I absolutely love it because it's a celebration of him family, friends, coaches, all the work that's been put in to see this great moment in that young man's career and his life, really. So what was draft night like for you? Uh, Do you remember what was going on, where you were, that kind of thing? And then your debut, too, and just the celebration for your family. Well, Dan, it's always good talking to you, too. Yeah, I remember it. I remember like yesterday. I was I was old. I was 18 when I was drafted. Actually, I was 19. Excuse me. I was 19 when I was drafted. So I actually missed my first couple opportunities. And I didn't even think I would be drafted those first two years. So it wasn't really a disappointment. So I kind of blew past this draft like it was nothing at all. 
And remember, it was the year after the lockout. So it was the year that Sidney Crosby was drafted there in August. They did it from like a conference room because of the whole 0405 lockout. So I was up in Minnesota, just training up in Minnesota at Minnesota hockey camps. I didn't even know the draft was going on that day, to be honest with you. Uh, as I was up there in Minnesota training all summer, my parents actually came to visit me that day and that whole weekend up in Nisswa, Minnesota. And, you know, as, as we did every weekend, we went to church and, and ended up going on a Saturday evening, a five o'clock mass at a Roman Catholic church up in Minnesota. We're stepping into mass and I get a call from someone, a random number I hit ignore. Uh, I get to the pew and then I get another call from Tom Morgan, a kid I used to go to high school with. And that's kind of weird, hit ignore. And then two more calls come in from people I haven't talked to probably in like two years. So I start thinking, oh my God, someone died. Like someone in my family has passed away. So I got to step out of church really quickly. And, and as soon as I do that, Someone else calls. I think it was Corey Spradley and a good buddy of mine calls me and says, Joe, I go, what's going on? He goes, you were just drafted. I go, what? He goes, by the Penguins. I go, I didn't even know the draft was happening today. He goes, yeah, the Penguins drafted you. You and Crosby, you're going to be in the same line. I go, whoa, 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 hold on a minute there. I got to stop you right there. But at the same time, uh, I had no idea it was even happening, but it was exciting. I told my mom. I told my dad. And, you know, my dad was excited. My mom was so excited. I went back to camp the next day. I actually ran into a Pittsburgh scout. Uh, that following day, I thanked him. It was Chuck Grillo, who's basically the ghost. He's been around the league a long time. A huge, he was a big reason why I was drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins because I was up at his camp for the three summers in a row, just training my 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 um, my, my butt off, I guess. And I remember talking to him, and this is important. Uh, it was a, it made a huge impact in my career, even more so than actually getting drafted. I said, Chuck, hey, I just want to thank you for for drafting me. And he said, Joe, I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, Joe, who cares? So what? It, 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 it means nothing. What do you want to do about it? Now you know one thing. You know physically you have it. Now it all comes up to here. And he took his finger and he pointed right to my head. He goes, it's all about the six inches between your ears from here on out. You know physically you can do it. And then what's going to make the difference between if you make it or don't make it is going to be up here. And he pointed to my head again. And I'll never forget that moment. Listen, being drafted was great, but it doesn't mean anything. I know, I know, I know it's crazy and we kind of like blow this thing up where you know, kids get so excited about being drafted. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't mean squat. And if you look at the players that make it and don't make it, typically it's the players that look at being drafted as just the next step. If it's the next step, then great. And you still understand there's a ton of work still to be done if you still want to accomplish that dream. But there's a huge number, Dan and Randy, Michelle, you've seen it. There's a huge number of kids that get this thing so blown out of proportion. They just want to be drafted. They get so excited about being drafted. And what do they do? They just take the foot off the gas. And that's the worst thing you can do. You know, again, being drafted, it's all about physically. People feel like you can do it. But that's, that's where you really got to kick it into gear uh, psychologically, emotionally, physically, and then mentally, of course, in order to kind of make that big next step. Great story and great lesson, Joey. But I want to go back to draft day. Did you and your family stay at church? Did you finish church? Or what did you do after you found out that you had been drafted? Uh, yeah, we did. We ended up seeing the whole mass, but I uh, listen, I, my mom and dad never liked to leave after communion, but boy, we bolted right out of communion. We didn't stay. We didn't stay after, you know, it was funny. This is back in 2005. You know, we didn't have iPhones. So what did we do? We went to the nearest FedEx and we, we hopped on a computer. We paid, you know, by the minute, you know, FedEx, you had to pay by the minute to get on the internet or the interweb. And of course we pull up on the Yahoo sports the draft and i'll never forget scrolling down in this old fedex in this small minnesota town and scrolling 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 and they actually you saw right there 195 overall and they spelled my last name wrong joe v-i-t-a-l-i not a-l-e <laughs> but i'm like that's gotta be it that's gotta be it we printed it off and then of course uh, made a bunch of phone calls with some family and friends and again it was a it was a shock it was a surprise uh very grateful for pittsburgh for for taking a chance on me and when we had a really fun draft class that year it was crosby number one overall obviously chris letang was a third rounder 
Um, I played four or five years with them as well as a seventh rounder. I think we had a mid fifth, sixth rounder. We played quite a bit as well. So um, a fun draft pick in Pittsburgh actually did uh, the last 30 picks, the 30 years of picks. And they kind of broke down which classes were the best. We actually got number one. I don't think awesome. I made a huge dent in, in that. You know, I only played you know, around 200 games, but I think more so is because of Crosby with Tang, but uh, definitely some fun times. Joey, in a minute here, I want you to weigh in on one of the topics of conversation this morning. Uh, and this comes from a, you played in Arizona. So you know about AZ central inside a Scottsdale office building are the heads and bodies of 168 <laughs> people who have been cryonically preserved with the hope that their death will not be permanent. One of the most famous occupants at the Alcor Life Extension Foundation is Ted Williams. Alcor considers its patients not as dead, but rather in a suspended in-between state. I want your take on uh, cryonic preservation and whether or not these people can be brought back to life somehow in the future. Oh, Randy, talk about a transition. I don't even know where to begin on this Let me me tell you this. Okay, I've got, and I don't know why this has happened, but at Baseball Reference, they've got Ted Williams' nicknames as the Kid, Teddy Ballgame, the Splendid Splinter, or Thumper. Why they don't have Chili Willy, I don't know, but they don't (laughs) have it. (laughs) I I tell you what, with, with all those nicknames right there, I mean, to me, what a what a phenomenal what, what thumper, huh? I haven't heard of thumper since I think that was it the Bambi movie yeah, where the Bambi was named Thumper. Same, yeah. Um, you know, I I don't know about that. I don't know if people can be brought back to life. I am a believer that matter cannot be destroyed. I guess that has something to do with it. I think that scientifically matter can't be destroyed. Curbs and I were talking about this on the broadcast the other day. You know, Michael Collins, the pilot that that piloted Apollo Eleven to get to the moon to drop off Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. This was, this was kind of the forgotten of the trio was, was Michael Collins. Mm -hmm. He was the one that stayed in the ship while the uh, lunar module hopped off and down to the moon. And, you know, there's this wonderful picture and it still gives me goosebumps. It's one of the greatest pictures in the history of the world. Michael Collins, as the lunar module is going down to the moon with Buzz and Neil, he takes a photo of it and he takes a photo of the lunar module going to the moon and the planet earth is in the background now now by it's, it's such an amazing shot because if you think about it, if matter can't be destroyed according to the what they're i guess they're saying about ted williams if matter can never be destroyed the idea of this photo is that everything that is alive or or is dead is technically in this photo except one person which was michael collins so everything in the front of this frame living or dead is in this is in this frame except for Michael Collins. I encourage people to check it out. It will kind of give you kind of some weird goosebumps. But uh, you know, Michael Collins, he, he talked about that too. And, and Curbs and I were mentioning this. Talk about being lonely. I know we've all been lonely during this pandemic. But this Michael Collins pilot, he didn't just drop him off and just hang tight there for a day. He actually had to orbit the moon. Get this, he was orbiting the freaking moon, and he went to the dark side of the moon where he lost all communication. It was pitch black oh, and he is an out talk about being lonely like listen guys i've had a tough pandemic at times but i've never been that lonely <laughs> absolutely wow hey you're always great thank you very much we'll be tuned in tomorrow let's go blues hey sounds good guys you guys have a great weekend you too thank you very much that is our friend joe vitale on 101 espn let me guess unknown caller you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.